Welcome to the Good Shepherd and the Child podcast, where we explore the spirituality of the Christian child through the method of catechesis of the Good Shepherd. I am your host, Carrie Mecki Lozano. Today, my dear friend, Linda Catalano, joins us back on the podcast, and we are going to discuss a pretty big but really important topic of how the mystery of God meets the mystery of the child. This is a great topic to help us kind of understand the spiritual nature of children and how it's a perfect match for God. I hope you enjoy. Linda, welcome back to the Good Shepherd and the Child podcast. Thank you, Carrie. It's always good to be with you. I'm excited you're finally back with me because you were one of the very first episodes that we had <laughs> three years ago, and I don't think I've had you it's back on the podcast since then. I've resisted. Well, I'm glad I finally wrangled you back in. (laughs) Okay, so for anybody who didn't get to listen to that first episode with you where you told us all about material making in such a beautiful way, would you tell us a little bit about who you are and how you got involved in catechesis? Well, I've been a catechist for more than 30 years. I was privileged to go to my first level one formation in Notre Dame because of a grant that our diocese gave us, and they needed someone who was bilingual. And so that's how I got to go. But um, I have not looked back. Mm -hmm. The CGS is my life. I used to be a public school teacher, and my job really got in the way of catechesis, so I (laughs) gave it up. (laughs) So catechesis is what I love. Who is your formation leader? Rebecca, Rebecca Linda Kale, and Betty Hissong. Oh, Betty Hissong mm-hmm. was. Oh, how fun. That's yes. awesome. That's quite a team you had. Oh, it was a great team. That's awesome. That's awesome. And so you are a catechist and formation leader in the Episcopal Church. Yes. And mm-hmm. But you also serve other religions oh, oh, as yes, well. Yes, absolutely. And you speak both English and Spanish. Yes, you do formations do. in both. And you're a material-making guru. <laughs> You make all the things and you make it look so easy for anybody who's been a member, who's been getting, what are they? I think they're monthly emails that we send out for membership memos. uh, (laughs) Linda has been the, on the membership minute videos of teaching us how to make peg dolls lately. It's been really great. Our material guru. So I'm excited to talk about this topic with you because we're specifically aiming at parents right now and helping our parents um, see the spiritual capacities of their children and helping them just kind of be be on the path with them on this journey towards God Mm -hmm. and falling more deeply in love with him. And so just kind of want to help parents on that journey. And so I'm excited about this topic, about the mystery of God meets the mystery of the child. And I feel like at first that sounds really big and intimidating, but we're going to kind of break it up so it doesn't sound so crazy. Yes. Okay, so let's start with mystery of God. What does that even mean, the mystery <laughs> of God? We know that our God is eternally knowable, that we can never know everything about God because we are not God. Mm-hmm. But he reveals himself to us in so many beautiful ways so we can always learn more Mm -hmm. whenever we open scripture 
we always learn more whenever we think about these moments of liturgy that we lift up to the children. We are always able to go deeper mm-hmm. because the mystery of God is something that we have to dig for. We have to work at mm-hmm. in order to know more, even though we know we will not. Mm-hmm. This side of heaven, know everything about him. My mom used to tell me when I was a kid that our brains are not capable of understanding oh, yes. the immenseness of God. Like they, they weren't, God didn't design them even capable because God is so great. Yes. And so that's why I love in catechesis, whenever children ask us questions, we most of the time we'll say, I wonder, because yes. it's true. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's, the answers are usually too big for us to have answers to. So I always tell parents exactly. that whenever your kid asks you something you don't know about God. Oh, yes. And sometimes we're afraid I to say, wonder. I don't know to our kids, which mm-hmm. is a perfectly acceptable answer. True. You can say, I wonder. <laughs> yes. It keeps us humble. Yeah. That we recognize that we don't know everything. We don't have all the answers. Mm-hmm. And so for our children to see that Yes, we are learning too, I think is a great gift to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that it's a lifelong journey of learning is yes. what they see with that as well. Yes. Yeah. And that it also, that response, I think, emphasizes what you were just saying of the immenseness of God. Like, I wonder, he is so big. I, right. It's too hard mm-hmm. to understand, like too beautiful to understand. I wonder. Yes. We are so small in the presence of God, mm. but... He wants us to know him more. Mm-hmm. And so what a gift, what a privilege, what a great place we are mm-hmm. in that sense. Sophia says uh, that related to the mystery of God, that we need to, to learn to look beyond what our eyes see, that especially in liturgy, what we can see, what we can touch, these signs are what help us go deeper Mm. into the mystery of God. Mm. And that these signs will never be exhausted of their meaning. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's what's neat about our liturgies is they are so sensual. We use so many yes. of our senses because mm-hmm. we need to see beyond what our eyes, but even beyond our five senses right? in order to encounter mm-hmm. God. So he's too big for our five senses. He is. Such a mystery. Is there anything else about God that you were going to lift up? Just that even though he is such a great mystery and we cannot know everything, he wants us to keep learning. Mm. He wants us to to deepen our relationship so that we do come closer to him. Mm -hmm. That's a gift. That makes me think about the two main parables that we use in our program of Good Shepherd and True Vine. We're in the Good Shepherd parable. He's asking us to follow him, this very active verb of follow, come, Mm -hmm. come, follow me. But then in True Vine, Vine, it's... Just be, just be, remain, remain with yes. me, just be, which I find mm-hmm. so nice because what you're saying is you're constantly drawn closer to God. That's his desire for us, constantly right. come closer to me. But it's sometimes in our spiritual journey, that means to physically move. And in sometimes yes. in our spiritual journey, it means to just sit with him. Yes. I, especially, I think as a mother, I find the, the sitting with very comforting. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
like, like I, it's so nice. I, my prayer life can literally be just to sit with God and like be physically, I mean, be spiritually aware of his presence. And that can be my mm. prayer. I don't actually have to do anything. And yes, I, I like that we have both of those verbs that he calls us to, to answer that, what you were saying of drawing closer to God always. Exactly. Mm. So what about the mystery of the child? What does that mean? Children are not just little adults. Mm -hmm. And hopefully we've moved beyond that kind of Victorian thinking, but maybe not. But even though we all used to be children, we forget that little children move slower. Mm -hmm. Their, Their pace is much slower than ours as adults that they don't look at the world like we do. They don't learn like we do Mm -hmm. as adults. They are very sensorial. Mm -hmm. And so they're using all of their senses to take in the world around them. And it's very exciting because it's all new to them. Mm -hmm. They are metaphysical which is a fancy word that just means they can understand the divine, the transcendent, right alongside the ordinary everyday. They can have one foot in in the everyday life and one foot in the divine, the godly life. And move back and forth without any... easily. Mm -hmm. And so when we can recognize that, and we can see their, their very quiet joy mm-hmm. in simple things that really meet their need, then we know that that's what they're doing. Mm-hmm. They are able to offer the adult zingy insights mm-hmm. into God just short, amazing comments that they make show us that they are so in tune to what God is doing, what he's saying to them. Mm -hmm. They have a very deep prayer life, even though it doesn't sound like ours as adults. Right. Just their their sigh of contentment. Mm -hmm. When they've heard a word like Alleluia mm-hmm. or Hosanna mm-hmm. that just feeds their little souls, mm-hmm. or they're, um, they're using a material or, or exploring something of the, of the natural world that just really speaks to them, and they are peacefully, joyfully silent. Mm-hmm. They um, want what is essential. And if we as adults try to be teachers rather than just accompanying the child in their exploration, uh, they'll very frequently turn us off. The youngest child wants the most essential. Mm-hmm. And so when, when we think about what we would say is the most essential of our faith, 
it's not the little details that sometimes adults get hung up on. Right. But it's bottom line. Who is Jesus? He loves me. The truths that these little ones recognize is always right to the heart. Right to the heart. Mm -hmm. And as the child gets older, we've seen in like level two and three, so the six to 12 year old, they they still have that essentiality, but they like to add like... I'd say like frosting to that cake. Exactly. Yes. But it, the, the extra frosting, little details. Yeah. But it's it's always related to that right. essential. Right. It always goes back core. to that core. Yes. That core piece. Mm-hmm. But the the youngest, the very youngest that we've seen from zero to six year olds, they're the ones that are like just in. And honestly, like what you said, if the if we give too much of the children just walk away. They do. That's a good indicator to us. We've given too much. It you is. know, we might think like they're being rude or oh, they're not listening. I'm trying to teach them about God, and but that could be an indicator to us that oh nope, I've went too far. That's, you know, I've that's went beyond true. what they're asking for. Mm-hmm. Yes. What you were saying before about the metaphysical child. I was thinking about a, a dear friend of mine's little girl. Like she's she's about seven years old, and in mass this past Sunday, she wrote in her little journal, and she wrote. Um, I'm not quoting it verbatim, but it basically said, home is where you are protected. The exit sign protects us. Church is God's home and God protects us. Oh, so very much, she lived wow. in that physical mm-hmm. world of, you know, the exit sign in yes. our home. But then she but, also oh. in the metaphysical of mm-hmm. God protects us. Yes. She very much could live in that divine as well. I thought that was a really great example Absolutely. of that metaphysical child. And she's about seven. Wow. Yeah. So the mystery of the child. Yes. They know things that no one has told them. Mm-hmm. One thing I really appreciate about, appreciate about this work is we, most of us have baptized the children in our lives at a very young age. Yes. And... I think sometimes we've forgotten what comes with that. The child has already received the Holy Spirit, lives inside of them, guiding them. And this work yes. has taught me to respect that and pay attention to that, that the child already has the Holy Spirit to guide him yes. to Christ. Um, we just have to kind of create spaces for like Yes, to encounters. nurture it. Yeah. Right. We don't have to create it in them because mm-hmm. we couldn't. They're not empty vessels. No. Right. No. Right. So how do we do that? How do we be good matchmakers? How do we be good co-listeners along with the children in our lives so that they can, this mystery of God can meet the mystery of the child? I think if we can remember that we are not the teacher, Mm -hmm. that there is only one teacher, and for us and the child. Us and the child, absolutely. That we can come alongside the child when we're thinking about God, when we're thinking about scripture, liturgy, and we can wonder with them mm-hmm. at something. Then I think we're, we have the right mindset. Mm-hmm. But if we come with the attitude that we know and we're going to teach the child, it doesn't seem to work. Mm -hmm. They want us to be authentically in love with Jesus. Mm -hmm. And 
when we can show that, then I think we're in a place where we can humbly listen with our children Mm -hmm. to words of liturgy or scripture, and they get the sense of wonder at this great mystery mm-hmm. that we're learning along with them. Mm-hmm. So teaching them prayers is really not where I like to go. I like to think of us helping the children to create a space where prayer happens, right? not to give them facts about who Jesus is, but to to look at the images of Scripture and wonder together what that tells us about who Jesus is. Mm-hmm. So it's really freeing yeah. as, the, as the adult, the parent, to not have to know everything, to not have to have a curriculum we're going to follow, just being open with our children before God. Mm-hmm. It's, and it's mm-hmm. respectful to the natures of both. Absolutely. Because God is mysterious and beyond our understanding. How can and we have those answers? Exactly. And also if the child is this metaphysical, spiritually more advanced than we are, and you know, like Jesus said, to become like children, he, there was a reason yes, to. He didn't indeed. mean for us to you know, be child. Ish. Yes. He wanted us to be childlike in yes. our spiritual nature. And so to do that, we have to learn how they are. Exactly. You know, so it's respecting their, and so respecting that when I'm pondering with my children, they might not have a response, or they yes. might just sigh, mm-hmm. or they might not have words for what they're feeling inside of them. And that's okay. Yes. That's okay. Or, you know, some people, you know, it's the same thing with everything in life. Some people like to write. Like some people like to keep diaries. Some mm-hmm. people like to do art. Some people like to sing. Some people right. like to sit in quiet. You know, we're mm-hmm. all made differently. It's the same thing in our spiritual life, respecting that the children have a different way of processing, pondering, and responding to something as unexplainable as right. God and their yes. personal relationship with him. Mm-hmm. I think the key is respect yeah. the child. And they are creatures of God, and they are wonderfully and fearfully made. And so when we know more about what the young child is like, mm-hmm. and Maria Montessori has certainly helped us so see much. many, many ways of, mm-hmm. of understanding the young child, but when we can respect that and then trust the Holy Spirit within that child, then I think we're well on our way. Yeah. Yeah. That trust is huge. I think we as adults, I think without even knowing it, I think we try and control too much. (laughs) Um, And it's the trusting the Holy Spirit that already lives in the child. And that doesn't mean not be involved. Oh, no. It doesn't mean like just, okay, you got it, Holy Spirit. I'm going to let you take over. <laughs> That's not, we still are matchmakers. We're still yes. creating the yes. environments, mm-hmm. in, whether it's in our home, our car. Like, environments don't have to be things we set up. You right. know, like an environment mm-hmm. can be 
on the way home, our car is going to be quiet. Yes. So that we can all in ponder our, our days yes. or what happened mm-hmm. in the atrium or mass or whatever. Yes. Um, but being that matchmaker to create a space of spiritual encounter. Yes. So, but respecting and trusting mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit that lives within each of us. And that right. the child might get something completely different than what we, quote unquote, want them to get. <laughs> That's true. That's very true. I like what you yes. said about um, being authentic in our relationship. Kids can smell out. All kids, like teenagers, oh, like yes. zero to 18, yep. are so good at smelling out. Phonies. Phonies, yeah. yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So um, are we, like it's almost like a gut check for us. Is what I'm doing yes. right now because I want my kid to have a relationship with God or because I personally want to have a relationship with God? Yes. Mm-hmm. The having that my own personal authentic relationship with God, however it looks for me. Right. Mm-hmm. And respecting how it looks for them, but um, having an authentic one. Yes. I, I It's almost like the most key thing. I agree. And what you were saying about different ways that we experience our own spirituality, I think we can offer some of those things to the child too, like song Mm -hmm. and praise and all these different ways of encountering Mm -hmm. God's presence. God, we have so many beautiful ways. I mean, exactly. to expose them to Lectio Divina and Visio Divina. I'm a big yes. fan of Visio Divina. Mm-hmm. Or silent, like, I mean. Yes, children love silence. Yeah, yeah. And, and we don't have enough of it in the world. But, like, letting them know that silence can be prayer. Work can be prayer. Yes. So as you're doing mm-hmm. the dishes, you can offer this up as a prayer, you know, or... Um, the rosary or other, there's so many beautiful forms of prayer Mm -hmm. that you can expose them to, but not force them to. Yes. Yes. Again, being respectful. Mm -hmm. And being a model. Model, We say that a lot in CGS. Modeling, modeling, modeling. Mm -hmm. But authentically. Yes. Yeah. Is there anything else that you would like to, to lift up? Maybe just becoming more aware ourselves of what young children are like. Mm. In fact, reading what Montessori has helped us recognize as the the characteristics, the sensitive periods of the young child. And I think the more we know about that, then the more we can see, oh, maybe this Mm-hmm. might meet my child's need at this moment. Right. It's helped me so much because I feel like it's made me realize, okay, this is normal. <laughs> yes. <It's> normal. <laughs> like my nine-year-old said something the other day. I don't remember what it was, but he said something and I go, you're in the age of rudeness. That's normal. You know, like I didn't have to feel like it was yes. a reflection of my parenting or something. Like I just knew that this is your blunt in yes. this age, you know? Mm-hmm. On the other hand, not to congratulate ourselves too much when yeah. our uh, our child does something wonderful yeah, that may just be where they are at that mm-hmm. moment in their development. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it may change. Yeah, I, Maria Montessori is way wise beyond her years. It's oh, amazing! Yes. It's neat because I feel like child psychology is just now catching up to her, and she's from a hundred years yes. ago. And but now child and family psychology is saying the same things that she did. And yes. I find that very Mm -hmm. beautiful and affirming. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. 
Well, beautiful. Well, thank you, Linda. Thank you for oh, speaking with us about oh, the mystery thank of you, God. Carrie. The I always love to be with you. I love to be with you too. Thank you all for listening to this week's episode of the Good Shepherd and the Child podcast. Please share this episode and any other episode that really strikes you with any friends that you think that might benefit. Um, we are in the middle of this beautiful series that is geared specifically for parents. So if you have other parents that have their kids in the program or maybe that are interested in the program, please share these episodes with them because we would like to, for it to benefit them as well. So the top book that we recommend for parents, if you haven't read any book of ours, of the Catechesis of the Good Shepherd, the number one or the first recommended book we have is The Good Shepherd and the Child, A Joyful Journey. It is a simple book that's broken up into easy parts that is easy to digest. And you can have a book study if you want to really dive into this book more, but it really goes straight to the heart of what our work in the Catechesis of the Good Shepherd is. So I'll put a link to that book in our show notes if you don't have a copy yet. We also have some episodes that we have done that cover the first four chapters of this book. So I'll link those episodes in there as well. If you would like to dive into our number one text, which is The Religious Potential of the Child by Sophia Cavaletti, we have that in in hard copy form, as well as audio version. So in our show notes, I'll have a description of how to access the audio version because it's through Podbean Premium. Or you can purchase, if you would rather read the book in written form, you can purchase that as well through a link in our show notes. For The Religious Potential Child, we also have podcast episodes that go with each of the chapters to help you kind of digest that book as well. So we also offer this really amazing thing called parent pages, and they cover so many. There are dozens and dozens and dozens of these parent pages, and they cover lots of different topics to help you as a parent on your journey of being that guide in your child's religious formation or their spiritual growth in their relationship with God. So I'm going to put a link in our show notes to the page that holds all of those parent pages, it is such a beautiful, immense amount of wealth. So I really encourage you to check out those pages. If you look in our show notes, I will have a link to a form that we have on our website for podcast listeners' questions. So for season three, we want to hear from you. We want to hear your questions about Catechesis of the Good Shepherd, and we want to help answer them, whether I will answer them or some of our podcast guests will help me answer them. Go check out this form and fill it out so that we can help you find your answers. This podcast is sponsored by the United States Association of the Catechesis of the Good Shepherd. So if you would like to know more about Catechesis of the Good Shepherd, or if you would like to become a member and support our work and have access to more within our work, please go to cgsusa.org. Thank you all for listening. We will see you in two weeks. Go and fall more deeply in love with God.